the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Monday the 8th. You are tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations to you as well. we got to change our intro now mm-hmm. because not only are we the 2022 talk show of the year, we are the 2023 talk show of the year. I'm so happy. That's so awesome. awesome. We work so hard, but it's so much fun. I'm t- yeah. Well, you said in your speech uh, about job joy, mm-hmm. uh, people come in and, uh, you know, hang out with us on Panhandle Live and they say, oh, you guys look so happy doing your job. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, we could sit here and hang out and <laughs> talk every morning. And yeah, it's very <laughs> nice cool. work if you can get it. <laughs> yeah, it is nice work. If you get. It's hard to come by. Believe that. But uh, it is fun. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Yep. Maybe do um, maybe re- rehear some of the um, the entries mm-hmm. that that won over the weekend because um, our cluster did pretty well. Our, our company did really well oh, yeah. as well. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But we want to get right to our first guest. As you may remember, back in March there was a devastating fire at a local church. Uh, and uh, we had uh, some amazing pictures out of that fire because, um, you know, we always kind of look for for good uh, as those firefighters uh, retrieve the cross from the building. Happy to have in studio to talk about that and an upright, upcoming fundraiser, Pastor Dan Nixich of the Vanville Church of Christ. Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Marsha. Wouldn't that help? <laughs> yes, thank Man. you. Good to be hey, here. Hey, there he is. We win another award. Marsha stops moving mics around for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome in. You're welcome. coming at me thank on you. a Monday like that. <laughs> so let's talk about this. March 11th, um, your church uh, suffered this devastating fire. You can drive by and see the damage still. Right. Uh, talk about that day. Yeah, about noon, I received a phone call that. Somebody had heard our church was on fire. At least they were fairly sure it was our church. They weren't 100% certain. So, And I had just left within 45 minutes. And there was no smoke, wow. nothing. So I drove back, and it was our church. And fire companies, of course, responded, great response, and did all they could and worked hard. But lots, much of the building was damaged. The downstairs only had smoke and water damage. We got a lot of stuff out. We salvaged chairs, tables, kitchen equipment. But most of the sanctuary area, everything there was lost. Now, do you know what the cause was? Was it maybe old fire marshals or? still have not determined. We had there was both the county fire marshal and a insurance adjuster yeah. and and fire marshal as well, and they just haven't been able to pin it down. They have some theories, but they say we can't say definitively that this caused or yeah. that caused it. Well, how <laughs> oh, sorry, so how old is the church? The original church was built in 1921. It was just a, a white, you know, typical. Mm-hmm. standard church of that era on that location yes and then uh 1970s there was the sanctuary added on and it, it it's a neat appearance because many people walk into that first part they think it's a little country church then they turn a corner and there's this huge sanctuary we kind of call it the uh 
uh, Doctor Who church, you know, where he has <laughs> bigger on the outside than it looks on, or on the inside than it looks on the I outside. Love that. But uh, yeah, we're still waiting on the final determination by the insurance company, and you know how much we'll receive as far as funds to rebuild. But so it was insured. Yes, yes, heavily insured by uh, Brotherhood Mutual, who is the mm-hmm. top premier insurer of churches. So we're confident they're handling it well. They answer our inquiries quick. Uh, just it's a process for the field adjuster communicating with the head adjuster, as we understand it. And we're hoping soon we'll have some kind of word. You know, we were among the the media groups that um, had stories about this. Obviously, we we were able to get that great picture of the firefighters bringing the cross out of the sanctuary. Yes. Talk about that moment. Well, that cross was hand. Uh, I guess the term is hewn on site. There was a traveling ministry that did that it's before wow. my time, so it's very special still to a lot of people there because they helped in it, and it's been you know it's been installed up front in the sanctuary, very visible uh, symbol for I don't know if it's forty years or so. Hmm. So it's been there a long time, very cherished, and yeah, the firefighters carrying it out. You know, people shed a few tears, and but we have it. It has some singeing on it and it's damaged, but we think it's going to be reusable and obviously remounted eventually. Any idea how much the the damage was worth at the at the church? Like how much damage monetarily it sustained? Uh, we don't know that at this point. That's in the hands of the insurance adjusters, so we'll wait on their determination. Well, what are some of the plans moving forward now with the church? Of course, you're going to you know read re. Renovate every uh, the things that were damaged and stuff, and get back to. Uh, well, are, are you still at the church uh, since performing, you know, uh, services and things? Well, we do have a pavilion there. We'll do some things at. That's where our upcoming auction is. But we're at the fairgrounds as far as our church service. So the Berkeley County Youth Fairgrounds. Youth Fairgrounds, ten thirty. Yeah, yeah. Still able to move right in there the next day. They've been very gracious. How about that? Talk about that a little bit. What a great uh, community partnership. Yeah, we have uh, some people very active in. Uh, the youth, and mm-hmm. uh, so they had connections, and even while the fire was still going, we had, had permission to meet there the next day. So people were offering that even that day. Oh, we've had a great response from the community. We've had churches offer their buildings at various times, but we tried to stick to the 1030 service. We looked into possibly sharing a church service with another church. just didn't work out at this time. Uh, we've had over $30,000 in donations come in, some wow. from churches, some from individuals. So there's been a great community response. Yes. So there's an upcoming event uh, so folks can help even more. Right. Uh, our, our benefit auction run by Owings Auctions, and they are professional auctioneers. And Dave Owings has been running this for 30 or 40 years. His son-in-law, Matt, is kind of moving into the lead position now. And this is May 21st, Saturday at... May 20th, I'm sorry, Saturday, 21st of Sunday, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) May 20th, Saturday at 2 p.m. Have a lot of items donated already, more coming in. Uh, There'll be food on site, both for uh, bidding, some baked goods, but also some refreshment items as well. And uh, that's a gift for you, Marsha. Oh, thank you. That's a book published by my son and I, and we'll have some of those for sale. Oh, well, well. so it's uh, Come and See, an original collection of poems, hymns, and meditations. This is written by you and your son? Mine and my son and I, yeah. His idea that we put that together, I've written a lot of devotionals over the years, so he had me 
submit those to him, and uh, it came out about three weeks after the fire. Oh. Well, <laughs> how about that? So this will be one of the things that folks can... Those will be for sale, a little discounted price from mm-hmm. retail, but uh, mostly everything else is auctioned. Gift baskets, gift cards from businesses. I'm going to have you sign this before you leave. What's that? I'm going to have you sign this <laughs> okay. before you leave. So that, that is awesome. Thank okay. you. Now, right. can anybody, to say if there's people out there listening right now that aren't, you know, uh, a part of the church specifically, can they still, if they want to, you know, help out, bring things to maybe sure. sell? Sure, donate, donate, yeah. In fact, you could call Matt uh, Cloud at 540-931-1115 and talk to him. He knows what's, you know, what goes at auctions, what doesn't, and uh, or can range pickup or yeah. drop-off time. So, yeah. Um, Two weeks to go, so still time. So, Pastor Dan, when bad things happen to good people, um, you know, sometimes the perspective is, you know, dang it, why why does this stuff happen? Um, what's been your perspective through this? How have you guided your flock through um, understanding or having a perspective about something as devastating as a fire to, to a building that's meant so much to generations? Right, right. Well, our perspective is it is just a building. The church is the people, and our perspective is... Uh, like our book title kind of ties in, come and see what God is doing. We don't know if we'll be building right on that exact site, but we, we'd have plenty of property. We bought property a couple of years ago. The statement was, well, this is for the future. We just didn't necessarily think it'd be this quick in the future, right. but it's available. That's where we built the pavilion where the auction is. We could build there if we wanted to. And, we can update our building in terms of handicap accessibility. That's mm-hmm. been a big thing. We had limited accessibility for the handicap. We know we'll be able to improve that bigger stage area. We've had a growing praise band and senior choir, and they've been a little crowded on stage, so we want to alleviate <laughs> that. We want to increase seating. We've had this a, might be an opportunity then. Yeah, yeah, silver lining. Yeah, really. Yeah, we've had a, a surge in growth starting in February, ironically, January, February, <laughs> and numbers, and most of those people, I don't know of any that haven't, kept coming to church services on the fairgrounds, even though they're now, many of them, driving a lot farther. (laughs) So we have to make sure that we point out the auction is May 20th. It is on a Saturday, and it is at the location of the church, not the the fairgrounds. So where are folks parking? Well, it's open field. We have parking below our original church building, and there's open. We own both sides of the road where church building is. We park along the edge for church of the the site with the garage on it and then drive up toward the auction drive up toward the pavilion yeah. if you can't walk far that's fine it's grass it's solid ground and you can you could get there very close if you need to well before we let you go here pastor dan let people know how where they can go to get in touch find out more about the church maybe and again if they want to you know help donate for the auction and things uh again matt cloud 540-931-1115 Five. We do have Vanville Church of Christ Facebook page. Uh, we get a lot of uh, attention there. Mm-hmm. We also broadcast a live stream on oh, nice. that Vanville Church of Christ. You just have to like the page, mm-hmm. and then uh, you could get that broadcast on Sunday mornings at ten thirty. Yeah, and I'm sure that's coming handy too, having the uh, broadcast since the uh, fire. The uh, yes, keep yes. broadcasting to everyone. Right. Yeah, we have a, a lot of hits on it. They're saying we get a lot of hits of people we don't know. So we don't know who all is watching. But <laughs> That's another blessing, that, right? Yeah. yeah. Our people that aren't uh, able to get to church, mm-hmm. they, they're able to tune in. Well, yeah. Pastor Dan, thank you for stopping in this morning. You're welcome. And stick around for more after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. 
Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me, Marsha Kabalik. If you missed it before the break from uh, the Vanville Church of Christ, we had Pastor Dan Nixich in to talk about their auction coming up and, of course, talk a little bit about the fire uh, from back on March 11th that um, took a lot of people, uh, everybody, I think, by surprise. But right. they got uh, some things out. And like you said, there's, you know, a silver lining to it. They're able right. to, you know, readjust and, you know, get to more handicap accessible things in there. So if you missed any of that conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on, on our Panhandle News Network, Facebook and Spotify page. But Marsha, what time did you get back yesterday <laughs> or this morning? Or? 10 o'clock in the evening. Ooh. Because so it was, as we mentioned last week, I was down there to do something with um, my daughter as well. She had an event with her um, in winter college. Right. At mm-hmm. the same hotel. And uh, then we just made it a thing. We stopped by to see my mom uh, in Princeton. So we what kind we of a drive is that? From Charleston to Princeton, a couple hours, oh, or really? less than two hours. Well, there's, I guess there's probably no real direct route. Right, but we, yeah. well, we took the turnpike. We ended up going to Tamarack too. Nice, because that's just how we are. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was that was cool. So we saw her, and um, yeah, and that was that was really nice. But I missed having you there. It was such a great night for our cluster, and I really wish you would have been there, yeah. but you were at a friend's wedding. You actually officiated. That's right. <laughs> Shout out Tim and Kristen, but, uh, and it was a fun wedding, good wedding. But um, let's talk about the awards, Marsha, because this cluster of stations took home all kinds of hardware. Over on 95.9, the big dog, uh, Luke Wiggs, got best sports cast on today's 97.5. Rona, well, the station got best AC oldie station in 2023. Rona, who's uh, the morning show host on today's 97.5, Rise and Shine with Rona, won best morning show. And then, well, WPM got all kinds of stuff, too. Talk show of the year for Panhandle Live, uh, station of the year with WPM. Pretty cool stuff. It absolutely is. You know, I, and I mentioned when I was uh, accepting the award that uh, WEPM is now 76. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just means so much that not only have we been an institution, we've been part of the Panhandle story for Dallas. 76 years, but that people still interact with us, that they thank us for telling their stories, that they reach out to us when they've got news tips, but also they answer the call whenever we have questions for them. Like Pastor Dan didn't know me from Adam after right. that fire, and he was very gracious in um, answering questions. The The gentleman who took that photo uh, was very gracious. Yeah, sure, share it wherever you want to share it. Um, and I just love that that folks are so welcoming to have us not only um, in their homes on their radio, but also when we're asking questions for stories. Right. Well, if uh, the listeners can indulge us for a second, what? Oh, I just, and congratulations to you. You won oh. uh, best use of digital media yeah. and best radio news feature for hard news. And we'll get to that yeah. as well. You got an excerpt. Yeah. So if uh, the listeners will indulge us to uh, talk about ourselves for a little bit, we, we don't do that too much, do we? Mm-mm. I don't think we do. At least not too. At least not enough to where uh, we can't do this. We're going to play back a couple of these uh, from the award-winning submissions from the WVBA. So this one is for Station of the Year, which, of course, WEPM won yet again. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too. For the Panhandle News Network, I'm Marsha Kavalik. Good afternoon. I'm Luke Wiggs. I'm Jordan Nicewarner. With your news update, I'm Clint Gage. 
The Morgan County Sheriff's Department was dispatched to a shooting at the Coolfont Resort on Cold Run Valley Road in Berkeley Springs at approximately 9 p.m. on Friday night. Sergeant Lemon and Deputy Burkholder arrived and found a male and female dead outside the main entrance. Shepherd basketball on the road tonight against Shippensburg. Parker Stone has the call of the women's game at 6 p.m. Jordan Icewarner, the men's call at 8 p.m. From the news desk, I'm Luke Wiggs. It's Panhandle Sports Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner, Luke Wiggs, and Parker Stone. Joining us on the phone, former Muscleman Appleman, it's Jake Stevens. You mentioned Coach Earl. You follow to Chattanooga. Was that the move the whole time, or were you kind of interested in seeing where the transfer portal process would take you? The transfer portal was just a crazy process, kind of a whirlwind once you get in there. Um, I knew once Coach got the job down here that this was going to be a very good option. Some big headlines in terms of Shepard football. Uh, Coach Monty Cater, he is on the ballot for the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, it is a great honor, but I think the the first thing you think about is all the people that contributed to that. For Parker and Luke, I'm Jordan. It's been Panhandle Sports Live on WPM and WCSD, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Everybody relax. All right. Everybody calm down. If you're West Virginia fan, I got some Tars Pizza Rolls. Oh! 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 Yes! <laughs> yes! But hang on. We can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that now. We can't do that now. Here, hang on. Hang pepperoni on. rolls. How about, 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 about the pepperoni rolls? From Clarksburg. Yes, sir! <laughs> yeah, we got the pepperoni roller fired up. All right, we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. The Panhandle News Network Game of the Week. Thanks for listening to coverage of Shepherd University Women's Basketball on the Panhandle News Network. Shepherd Basketball is on 93.7-1340 WEPM Martinsburg and 93.5-1010 Berkeley Springs. Going to he's got Dorner wide open, touchdown rim! Breaks free and he's gone again. Murphy Clement, how many tackles can one man break? Good pocket, going to throw it, he's got Walker, touchdown! Touchdown rim! The Panhandle News Network. And now joining us on the line to get everybody all ready to go for Election Day, it's West Virginia Secretary of State, Mac Warner. Early voting in person begins October 26th, goes to November 5th, and October 18th is the last day to register for this uh, election, this November 8th election. So if you want to change parties, if you want to update you know, a name or an address, go on the website, govotewb.com. Meet the candidates here on Panhandle Live. And joining us via phone this morning, Renee Wibley, candidate in the Republican primary for the 16th District Senate race. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Joining us in studio is Jason Barrett. He is a candidate in the Republican primary for the 16th Senatorial District. Welcome in. The Panhandle News Network. Yeah, we're speaking with City of Martinsburg uh, Mayor Kevin Knowles, and I go down there all the time. I love that little Stop area around the Adam Stevens house. Yeah, I'm usually Read riding through plaque. it on the bike, but right. that's such a pretty little park there in the Adam Stevens house. That's a good little so fishing pretty. hole too. I mean, they, they oh, I always see people down there fishing. Yeah, they 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 um, stock that with trout mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes. Yeah. And after listening, there might be people swimming down there now too. Well, uh, you know, that, typically <laughs> there's not it's not deep, but the water is flowing pretty good. That that's day. true. City and county leaders. You know, set the tone for that. Like, it, it, they're uh, getting in the water. Fully dressed. <laughs> wow. Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik. But so, there has been some news in and around the Panhandle. Absolutely. And and by the way, I, I love the interaction that we've been getting from some of our listeners. There is a barge update. So barge watch. <laughs> 
Barge watch. Remember, there were two barges that got loose during mm-hmm. the Mother's Day flooding. Some of the equipment that came off the deck of that smaller barge still needs to be recovered. Sounds like we might have another one coming up. Another barge watch. It could take four weeks. We could do this every day. I'm here with Pastor Tim. He's out in, in Ukraine. He's helping with refugees. Right now, we're outside a refugee center in here in Warsaw. And I'm going to let the lady share with you right now. Um, my name is Ludmila. She had two children, and the children were tortured, raped, and in front of her and killed. She does not have living parents, and now she no longer has her two children that she was living for. She just has no sense to live in this world. We just ask for prayers for her and, and for the rest of her life to be better than what she went through. And again, that was our submission for uh, WPM Radio Station of the Year. And, well, I thought it did a pretty good job of you know showing that we are everywhere and <laughs> anywhere all of the time. It always brings back memories. You know, we, we put things away throughout the year that we think, oh, this might be a good thing for the entry. But it's always fascinating to hear it back um, and, and realize we, we do it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. um, but it's so it's great. It's fairly easy to forget about some of the stuff. Right, like but it so many different aspects of the panhandle. We talked to folks from all three counties, and, um, and and as you put in there, state players, folks who are running for, for office, uh, and even down to things like Barge Watch. Yeah, Barge Watch. <laughs> Which people actually like interacted with us about, yeah. that they enjoyed uh, getting that. Gas so, gauge gas last gauge, year. Yeah. But uh, and then of course our you know we, two years ago I guess now we really started to get things going with sports and then mm-hmm. for the additional Luke we got more with our high school stuff and of course kept going with our uh, great Shepherd Rams coverage so that you know developed our station a little bit more so you know I think of course a little biased I think it's well deser- well deserved award and uh, we should mention that that excerpt had uh, a bit from your the interview that you ca- captured when Pastor Tim was in Ukraine yeah. and running from one point to the next. And you, you were able to get that that great interview. And that is what you won uh, for your uh, best feature, uh, best radio news feature, Hard News. And there's a longer form mm-hmm. excerpt of that, of course, that was the award uh, entry. But well-deserved on that because not only were you there to answer the call, uh, you, you packaged it up. We were able to distribute it that morning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you did that great feature piece. And Pastor Tim has sent us pictures from his mission work there. So we were able to cover not only that moment, but also his trip in general. Yeah. Um, and thank you to Pastor Tim and folks like him who trust us to tell their stories. No, absolutely. I mean, that story doesn't happen if Pastor Tim doesn't, you know, heed the calling, you know, to go over to Ukraine to mm-hmm. help with that and put himself in, you know, the live fire that is unfortunately still happening in Ukraine, but it was definitely happening in, in full force then. Um, so the credit really goes out to him. I was just lucky enough to be sitting here and see the phone ring. You answered the, the call, ring. and it wasn't like yeah. your warranty on your car being expired. <laughs> I know, could, if he'd have called my cell phone, 50, I wouldn't answer. 50-50. He calls my cell phone, I probably don't answer. But he calls the, uh, the work phone, he does. But, but congratulations. Uh, again, Jordan Warner winning Best Radio News Feature, Hard News. And we can't show it to you on the radio, but he also won Best Use of Digital Media. What you may not know you is see it that on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, he, he's an emerging talent <laughs> And uh, using all this great uh, digital, uh, these great digi- digital tools to make us look really good on our social media. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. That's been a fun, uh, fun skill to cultivate, if you will. But as we know, in radio, you got to be able to um, 
be flexible mm-hmm. in radio and right. you got to be able to keep people's attention like me that I scroll through the internet all day long and if it's not something that grabs my eye I will not stop and look at it so you got to have something out there uh, to have people stop and listen most importantly so I'd yeah, like to think cool. I contribute in the, my six o'clock uh, text to you to say hey bring a black uh, bring your blue jacket because <laughs> I brought my blue dress and we we're gonna pose with it because we we weren't able to yeah. the, the night of the actual awards so we're gonna try to get something up on the uh, on our yeah. social media with us with our awards. Yep, we'll have that up on our Facebook page. But it was a very successful weekend, not just for us here at WPM, but for really all of our stations um, on the, uh, in our cluster stations here on King Street. Of course, Parker Stone winning Rookie of the Year, like we were talking about on so Panhandle cool. Sports Live. I mean, that should have just been called the Parker Stone Award because that was a lock for him to get that, I thought, with mm-hmm. the amount of work he's done. And Luke Wiggs, of course, with yep. Best Sports Cast. And then his dad getting it right after him, so he got to stay up <laughs> he, he there. He came off stage, and then he then he turned, and he's like, should I? And I'm like, yeah. So he turns around. And he goes, this was not planned. And, and he did a great, I thought it was a great acceptance speech, even mm-hmm. though he wasn't planning to accept for his dad. I, th- I thought he uh, handled himself very well, I made the, very the cool. Wiggs family proud, made cool. us very proud, because it is great to have all this young talent. I tell people all the time, I love working around all this young talent um, and all that energy. I know. Hey, I'm almost 30 now, Marsha. I, I need that young energy, too. Yeah, absolutely. You Don't know? we learn a lot from the youth? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, and it, a lot of this is also to do with our listeners out there on our WPM and our sister's stations here uh, in our cluster. If it wasn't for listeners, well, then we wouldn't be here to it wouldn't be do worth these, coming here. Yeah, to right. do this job. So thank you to you all. That, these awards go to the listeners just as much as they uh, go to us here at the station. But we'll step aside again when we come back. We'll be chatting with Director of Berkeley County Council's Office of Strategic Planning and Communication, Matt Umstead, because uh, there's all kinds of stuff happening uh, this coming weekend in Martinsburg. It's been a busy two weeks. It's going to, I mean, mm-hmm. springtime, summertime, it's busy around here. So we'll be talking with him after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm Jordan Icewinter. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. And like we were mentioning right before the break, there's a big weekend coming up here in Martinsburg. It's- yeah, I'm actually, Matt's going to call. I just got to remind him of the number. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but it it's going to be Founders Day uh, is coming up this weekend in downtown Martinsburg. Heritage Fair, Founders Day, and Festival, May 11th through the 14th. We'll be chatting with Matt Umstead. Uh, here directly, director of Berkeley County Council's Office of Strategic Planning and Communications. As you might have heard in our package for the awards, and we were talking to the mayor last year, a little hijinks in the in the duck <laughs> oh, derby. Yeah, that's right, that's Remember right. that they got uh, they actually got in in the water. Was it him? It was the mayor and county commissioner, right? I think it was. Think, yeah. So um, yeah, they not really the best example to the small children <laughs> in the crowd, but like that's they got okay. they got into it, like actually into the. Into the water. It's okay. Hey, it's it's okay to be uh, okay enthusiastic. To be Is that what you call competitive, it? Competitive, a little competitive ah, from competitive. time to time. So yep. we'll see uh, if Matt will let us know if they're going to be banning the mayor from jumping <laughs> into the water this year. Uh, during the Duck Derby or, you know, because there's all kinds of stuff happening uh, for the Founders Day uh, Festival and weekend uh, that's coming up. So, Matt Umstead, how you doing? Good, sir. How are you this morning? Doing all right. So get us fired up about Founders Day coming up. 
Well, uh, we do have a very exciting lineup of events. Um, the Duck Derby is back on the creek, and uh, 2 o'clock is the launch on Saturday. Um, registration is open. Uh, Main Street Martinsburg is collaborating uh, to continue the event uh, this year. Um, uh, the uh, president of the county council, Jim Whitaker, and uh, the mayor have been invited to participate again. Um, uh, they have also been invited to help kick off a, a new uh, event this year at the Heritage at the Roundhouse uh, called a Heritage Fair, and it's basically a, a collaboration of heritage groups and organizations and vendors. And I think we have over about 50 vendors participating in that, so they're going to help hopefully kick off that event uh, first thing Saturday morning. And we may have a little bit of artillery booming and. Uh, and some things like that to kind of get the, the, the day started. But um, trolley tours all through downtown, um, uh, historic properties open for tours. Uh, mostly everything is free, and uh, the public is invited to uh, learn a little bit of history about the, their community. So you say there's going to be some bangs and booms to get things started. Do I need to put earplugs on my dog that day to uh, make sure he's not going crazy? Yeah, it might not be a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, 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 we did a alert to the authorities and let them know that there's going to be a little bit of a reenactment to firing of an artillery and uh, to help uh, hopefully launch the duck derby at two and also maybe a boom or two in between um, that time. And uh, But should be should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. Um, uh, we have uh, various demonstrations, blacksmithing, uh, they're happening, uh, basket, I think basket weaving, I'm not sure, no, sewing, I don't know. There's some other uh, craft, uh, period craft demonstrations that are happening at the Roundhouse as part of the Harry's Fair. Lots also, of, a of friend of the program, uh, Bob O'Connor, will be doing some presentations yeah. as well. And it, we should remind yeah. folks that the Heritage Fair is both Saturday and Sunday at the right. Martinsburg Roundhouse, right? 10 to 5 each day, um, and uh, in concert with Adam Stephen House activities. They're also having their activities and tours at the Adam Stephen House from 10 to 5 as well, both days. And uh, Bob O'Connor, Gary Gimble, um, a number of... Uh, oh, Steve French is going to be there, too. Steve French, yeah. Community historians are going to give presentations. Uh, Daughters of the American Revolution are giving a couple... Uh, presentations, um, lots of um, education, history education um, opportunities for folks to um, learn about, um, and some fun and uh, some fun activities for children. We have coloring. There's some coloring activities for them. Uh, there's a moon bounce. We're even going to go vary a little bit and have a moon bounce, but nice. uh, but you know, uh, just uh, lots of fun for hopefully for for kids and those young at heart as well. So um, we we said that the the actual Heritage Fair is Saturday and Sunday at the Martinsburg Roundhouse, but the festivities for Founders Day uh, happen a little ahead of that. On the 11th, uh, there's going to be a historical exhibit opening, right? Yes, uh, the Monument Company, which is redeveloping the Interwoven, was uh, gracious uh, to uh, offer a, a partially sponsor, I should, well, sponsor I should say, the exhibit as an art exhibit that's opening that'll be on display through the end of this year at the Martinsburg Public Library, which is also a partner with us, and the Martinsburg Berkeley County Convention and Visitors Bureau also uh, sponsored this exhibit, and basically it's an exhibit of of our uh, ad advertisements that were used to sell interwoven socks. Um, and they were art illustrations by various artists like Norman Rockwell, J.C. Leyendecker. Uh, and uh, there's also some uh, 
art, art photography, I should say, that by Rip Smith. Um, you might know Rip um, from the Berkeley Arts Council. He uh, was instrumental in putting this project together. It's some really cool um, old uh, historical art, and um, it really illustrates the history of the boom of interwoven in Martinsburg and the greater area. They had plants across the region. I don't know whether people know this or not, but they had operations in Hagerstown, Greencastle, Berkeley Springs. They were a big deal back in the day, and they employed hundreds and hundreds of people here in Martinsburg. Yeah, we're speaking with Director of Berkeley County Council's Office of Strategic Planning and Communications, Matt Umstead. And I'm sure you're familiar with most of the events going on for Founders Day, and I'm looking through the list here. And I see one, excuse me, on May 14th, it's the first event of the day, and there's a couple of different things going on throughout that day, of course, starting at 10 a.m. But I see one on here. It says tunnel tours. What? Yes. Yeah, what, are there tunnels around Martinsburg that people don't know about? Yes, there are tunnels uh, beneath the Adam Stephen House. It's a popular event, actually. Some people, I mean, still haven't discovered them, but people were invited to come to the Adam Stephen House for a tunnel tour um, that goes down underneath the house or uh, there. I should say maybe maybe not directly underneath the house, but off to the, to the side of it. Um, and these tunnels, there's various theories about what they were used for and who used them back in the day. But yes, there are tunnels in the downtown area, and uh, <laughs> it's a mystery, I guess. Um, hmm. There's some different theories about what they, again, uh, what purposes they were used for. <laughs> Uh, you can use your imagination and probably figure out that maybe there was some some hiding uh, that was going on and, and during some scary times in the French and Indian War, maybe or uh, maybe some other um, maybe during you know, prohibition. Maybe during prohibition, uh, you know, there's all kinds of possibilities. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the tunnel tours were quite popular at the Adam Stephen House, and they are uh, giving tours. Tri-State Grotto is the partner with with Adam Stephen House on that. That they're a group that um, gets into the whole tunnel thing. So um, that might be something. Uh, you obviously, I would dress appropriately for something like that, and uh, not be uh, afraid of being in an enclosed area. So, um, you know, it might not be for everybody, but it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, um, Keith Hammersley could give you a lot more information on that, I'm sure, at the, at the library. He's with the Adam Stephen Association. Keith, if you don't know Keith, he's a great, great guy and uh, is a real key partner with the Heritage uh, Celebration that we have every year. Well, what else? What's what are some of the things you're looking for? Because I know you're a historical guy. You, you got a history brain on you. So, what are what are some of the events that you're really looking forward to for the Heritage Day and the whole schedule of events? Well, I I really think it's going to be interesting to see some of the demonstrations. I think um, you know how how they used to you know basically blacksmithing to me is always really interesting. You know, it's the obviously back alley used to how to make tools and and out of you know wrought iron and that kind of thing. And then some of the other demonstrations, you know, how they used to make different things like, um, you know, weaving and, and baskets and, and caning furniture. We have a, someone coming to cane furniture. There's a genealogist that's going to be there at the Heritage Fair. I'm talking about some of the Heritage Fair activities. But, you know, I always think the history of families and, and relatives and who you're related to and are you a daughter of the American Revolution? Is your, do you have direct descendants that uh, fought in the Revolutionary War? You know, that's kind of interesting, you know. And I, I still to this day do not know, that, you know, whether it's some of my descendants, you know, some of my ancestors fought in the Revolutionary War, which would be kind of cool to find out, you know, but um, but I, I've just never researched it. So things like that are kind of interesting to me. The Ducks, of course, this weekend, it's always fun to see the kids really have a blast and, and, and laugh and play along the creek when the Ducks go by. That's, that's just priceless. This is something that every kid um, 
you know, it's really good, wholesome fun for kids to get outside and see something fun like that. So I'm excited about that as well. I was looking at the um, itinerary, and you're going to have some musical acts, but also on Sunday at 10.05, a Civil War church service. Yes. Um, uh, one of our committee members uh, has a guy named Ken Kent Courtney come, and he leads the church service, the Civil War period church church service. He also uh, is a, a bit of a he's a bit of a singer songwriter, and he he leads that that uh, that that event every every Sunday every every year as part of um, Roundhouse train rate activities that we've kind of combined into this event. So we've really expanded on the train rate event that we had at the Roundhouse and really tried to make it bigger and more. Uh, more inclusive uh, of different periods of history, and just to try to bring more people to to the Roundhouse property and, and to the downtown area. So uh, it's a beautiful historic downtown. There's a lot of history in downtown Martinsburg, and some of that gets lost. And you know, people mm-hmm. drive by buildings and don't recognize it necessarily. But it's a great weekend to learn about the county seat and the founding of. Martinsburg, Berkeley County. Absolutely. Again, we're speaking with Director of Berkeley County Council's Office of Strategic Planning and Communications, Matt Umstead, talking about Founders Day, Martinsburg Heritage Fair and Festival happening May 11th through the 14th. If you head over, uh, you can, if you just get a quick uh, Facebook search at Heritage Fair Martinsburg Roundhouse, it'll bring up the uh, schedule of events. But where else can they go, can people go, uh, Matt, to find out more information? Well, we have a Facebook page, of course, um, and uh, if you go on to the, the Roundhouse Facebook page, there's an event page there with some information. Um, but the schedule of events online, uh, Heritage Fest, Heritage Fest, uh, uh, I think it's the, the, the com. I think is what the address is, or roundhousewv.com. There's a, there's a map, um, list of vendors uh, now. There's a event map you can get around downtown to see where all the different locations are uh as well as the schedule of events that's really the the key the key site you can just go to the website it will tell you just about everything you need to know well matt umstead thank you for joining us this morning sure have a great morning thank absolutely. you absolutely take care yeah matt, matt umstead talking about the heritage day founders fest coming up this weekend and uh, it's going to be a fun weekend and then well fast forward to the following weekend you got the Martinsburg Food Truck Fest what? coming back to town uh, May 20th. Let me get that full thing for you. May 20th from 11 to 7 p.m., 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, the lineup is out for the most part. I'm sure they're probably going to add some more, but you got uh, Fed Up Food Truck. You got the flat or Flatbreads Food Truck, Funnel Cake, Mountaineer Meat Smokers, La Cocina from down in uh, Charlestown. We had Ooh. them on the show last year. I believe that's uh, Peruvian food. I yeah, believe. that sounds right. Uh, toasted, grilled cheese, um, food by fire, uh, all kinds of good stuff going to be down there. So, Martinsburg's place to be here. Well, it's always a place to be, but especially these next two weeks. Shout out to our friends in uh, Berkeley Springs. They had their food fest on Friday. That looked and, like a blast. Um, yeah, uh, happy Jules Happy Roan was on the show with us, and and uh, she mentioned that a lot of folks heard heard about it on the radio. So nice. Love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking at, uh, they have a, a Facebook live. If you just go on Facebook, Berkeley Springs WV, you can see Jules uh, talking about the food truck fest. There were people all over the place. It was a beautiful weekend for Berkeley Springs for the food truck fest or Friday for the mm-hmm. food truck fest. So if you were out there at that, send us a text 304-263-4321. If you went out to the Berkeley Springs food truck fest, but we do have to step aside one final time uh, and then we'll be back to wrap things up on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live.
with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Paint Handle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And you can tell I haven't been outside in a while because I just pulled up the weather <laughs> and didn't, re- didn't realize it was already 75 <laughs> degrees outside. My goodness. No wonder I was sitting in here sweating earlier. You know what that makes me want is fresh strawberries because it's almost it's almost time to get at Oars and pick those I was strawberries. Say, so what, Coming so up. If, if you go to Oars or any mm-hmm. of those farm markets around, what do they got for you right now? Like produce-wise, of course they're going to have their sweets and baked goods and all the normal stuff, their jams and what have you. What's in season right now? I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know usually either. they they do have like fresh lettuce, yeah. Because um, you know, folks can now make lettuce all the time. We should have uh, we should have Katie uh, or Dove come yeah. in and and let us know what they've got going on. I know um, rhubarb, I think, is one of the things. And I follow Town and Country over in uh, Carneysville as well, and they give updates. They've had a lot of strawberries, but they're you know some of them are regional strawberries, right. so. Right. Um, you could still get apples at some places and, uh, we got, where did we go? Oh, we went to, um, the Virginia farm market a couple weekends ago mm-hmm. and one of my young adults and I, um, got this amazing lemon pie, Ooh. like a lemon custard well, pie. Well, if you are a fan of that, mm. have you seen, uh, the Crumpy's donut, donut of the month? Is it lemon? Oh yeah. Now, now, come on. You got, lemon. you got people up there. You should have them hook us up. See, I'm not, look. I'm going to say something. I'm glad that I'm in Martinsburg to say this because I would get destroyed if I said this at Hagerstown. I grew up literally right next to Crumpy's Donuts. Uh-huh. My whole childhood was, if we got donuts, it was Crumpy's. Nowadays, I'd rather just get a Dunkin' Donuts donut. Wow. I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're still Traitor. great. They're still delicious. Traitor. Right? But you can't eat them the next day because they're oh. just a brick, right? Oh, oh gosh. Seriously, they're because they're thick donuts. Like, none of this, I'm not saying any of this disrespectfully, right? And, and so what you're saying is this isn't a surprise to people. No, like, I wouldn't think so. information is like a crump, widely or, known. Crumpy's Donuts Best are fresh. 10 out of 10 when they're fresh and warm. Mm-hmm. But I just think they're a little heavy nowadays. Now I'm getting my older age, okay. right? So give me a nice light uh, Dunkin' Donut. Now I will say that June... Normally, their donut of the month is the strawberry shortcake, and I will You're all about that. delete mm-hmm. strawberry shortcake donuts with fresh strawberries on top, too. Oh, my, my goodness. Um, but yeah, I'm a little bit out on the lemon stuff, but the donuts do look good. A buddy of mine tried to get me to go up there this weekend to uh, get donuts. I don't know. Yeah, if, you're, if your mama and daddy are listening, and and they want to hook us up with some yeah. lemon <laughs> send them, crumpies. Send some down. Yeah. Send some down. What? I, I won't turn that aside. What do you think, Greg? We'll bring Greg into the, into the show. You a donut guy? You oh, like donuts? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have you had Crumpy's donuts? Uh, I haven't. No. I mean, so, you're a Winchester so guy. You're a little three. removed. Make that yeah. three. So you do you have Strites donuts uh, down there? Yes. Yeah. From the yeah. they they pull yeah. they go to the wide spot in the road. Sometimes they're in front of a business. Right. Strides donuts. They just set up and like it. You have to follow them on Facebook, but like it's like a a donut. Epiphany. It's going over toward uh, Stephen City. Yeah, yeah. Kernstown, yeah. Uh, out that way. Anyway, those are yeah. yummy. Yeah. Well, that's not the reason I stopped in. Oh, okay. What was that? Well, I just heard the results of the awards oh. ceremonies this weekend. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. am not surprised, but I did want to take this time to congratulate you, Marcia, you, Jordan, and Luke and Parker. 
for being award winner broadcasters. We, uh, I knew that already. <laughs> oh, and, and the fact that it's, it's been acknowledged, uh, is you guys do a tremendous job. And I really appreciate you all. Thank oh, well, you. Well, thank you. Thanks for Greg. believing in us. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And you do a great job on sales team, too. Well, thank I you. I wish they had awards for the sales team. You'd have one, too. <laughs> Their award is called commission. Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys yeah. get plenty of rewards yeah. every week. Yeah. Skip, I was, skip the recognition. <laughs> give me the money. <laughs> what I was thinking, though, it's, it's lovely. The, the sales team that we have right now, to a person, they believe in local radio, and I really appreciate that. Right. Well, it's easy to believe in when it's so darn good. Well, Gosh. that is very appreciated. Greg, Thanks, thank Greg. You. Hey, if you're going to keep talking like that, you can stop in any time. <laughs> right. I thought he was talking about crumpies. Oh, yes, sir. I thought he was going to throw down about crumpies. Sixers won last night. Saw oh, here, here's <laughs> why he's <laughs> actually here. Okay, I'm going to sit back. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, we don't have a ton of time left. <laughs> oh, so we can't look at so, the time. <laughs> we'll have to bring you on after the games, uh, <laughs> okay. after the games tonight. We'll get you I'm on Panhandle. <laughs> well, Greg, thanks for stopping in. If you missed any of the show welcome. today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. Uh, if you head over to our Panhandle Live and WEPM Facebook pages, uh, you'll, we'll be having pictures up there with the awards and everything. So it's pretty cool. And again, yes, uh, you know, we receive the awards, but we don't get those awards if it's not for all the listeners out there uh, day in and day out that are, you know, tuning in, that are engaging with us every day and just being great listeners nonetheless. So absolutely, it's just as much y'all's as it is ours. But I think this might be, uh, especially since we're all champions in the building today, uh, I think this is a pretty fitting song to take us out today. So for Marsha and Greg, I'm Jordan, uh, Panhandle Live. You can listen back to it a little bit later on. Uh, Hoppy's show is next with Dave. So you can listen okay. to that. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.